Welcome back to Just Another Football Podcast. Ali here, and just before we get started with the episode, it's worth mentioning that the episode was recorded on Monday night, as usual. So it doesn't feature any uh, Champions League discussion. Obviously, the games hadn't happened. It is currently Tuesday night, though. Uh, so Liverpool have obviously won at Benfica 3-1, and in an extreme contrast of footballing styles, Man City won one nil against Atletico Madrid. It's the kind of scoreline you exactly expect. Um, but uh, the lads will be with you this episode. Harry Fergal and George will be discussing uh, just a really bad week for for them weekend uh, rather with uh, the result at Stamford Bridge against Brentford four one Brentford. I mean, God. And then Monday night, just before they started recording the episode, Harry took it well. You'll hear, you're, you're, you'll know that he did. Obviously, Arsenal losing to Crystal Palace by three goals to nil um, at Selhurst Park. So they'll be reviewing that, the rest of the game week's action. The World Cup draw, uh, there's a little segment about the World Cup draw towards the end. And then uh, they will be uh, just giving you a very brief update about just another fantasy pick. So enjoy the episode, and I will maybe, possibly, probably be back next week. Who knows? We'll see. On to the episode. Hello and welcome back to just another football podcast. Back again, I've returned, returned to host this one. Uh, Unfortunately, not picked the best night for it, uh, given what's gone on a few hours earlier, which I'm uh, sure we'll get into shortly. Uh, Joined for this one by George and Fergal. How are you doing, boys? Very well, very well. Yeah, no, enjoy, enjoyed that evening. It was yeah, really enjoyed it more than Saturday, I, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it definitely picked me up. Yeah, no, I thought so. Do you know what? I, like, just briefly touching on that, and we'll get into the sort of the details of the of the Chelsea game a bit more. But on Saturday, obviously, everyone was giving all the Chelsea fans stick, and I was like, well. I'm not going to do it because we've got to play on Monday and we've got a potentially tricky game. So I, I did my bit. I blame all the other Arsenal fans out there on Twitter and on WhatsApp groups and whatever, giving all the Chelsea fans that shit because karma is a bitch. You went too early, lads. We had a tricky game to navigate there and you just couldn't help yourselves. Getting excited about third. Oh, we're going to finish third. We're going to overtake them, drag them into this Champions League race. Well, cheers, lads, because it's not looking too too clever now, is it? Um, at the start of the Kevin Keegan run then. <laughs> and they're still going to go to Selhurst. <laughs> yeah, we're still going to go to Selhurst. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, God, it was a bad night. Good God. I mean, I have to say, it, it, it's one of those games where we play Palace. I feel like we have a much worse record them than what we actually do because it feels like we never win there. It feels like it's always tricky and I'm always hearing that bloody glad all over and all those other songs they sing during the game and I just want to smack my head against the wall. I mean, honestly. We like it. We like it. We like it. Yeah, I, I just, I, I wanna, yeah, that's enough, Fogel. That's enough. I, honestly, I've got PTSD from it already, man. Oh, good God. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I have to say, I, like, I, I really want to go to Selhurst. For yeah, I've been once. I've been yeah. once. I have to say, I wasn't that impressed. It was 2018, and it was it was a good game. It was a two-all draw, but it was like a Sunday 12 o'clock kickoff. It was quite an early one, so it was one of those. Where it was like, it was yeah. a bit like lackluster the atmosphere. As I reckon tonight, and they one beat the us three 0 yeah, They yeah. beat us three 0 on a Monday night football. It was probably about five years ago now. It was a sort of similar time of year. Um, and it was exactly the same. It was like looked electric, and uh, yeah, not not great from the Arsenal perspective. I have to say, it was one of those as well where they scored the third goal in the seventieth minute, or whatever it was. And and I have to say, it's one of those where by the end you're not as angry because you've kind of accepted the result in the seventieth yeah. minute, and then yeah. you're watching the last twenty minutes, but you're not really watching it. There's no emotion. It's all kind of drained out of you, and you're just. You've accepted the result and uh, you're you're resigned to it. And I have to say, like that that, that makes recording this a bit easier because uh, I don't have any anger in me. I've got to be honest with you. Um, Palace are a good team. I actually have to, I have to say, like I think obviously you guys have got them in the uh, FA Cup semi final in a couple of weeks. I, I I think on the evidence of what I saw today, what I saw against Man City, although they rode they rode the luck a little bit in that game, but they they they, they equipped themselves well. Um, I think they, I think they'll give you a game. I think they'll give the only bonus is Gallagher can't play in that. No, he's cup tied, yeah. and and that is a blow for them. But I still think, I mean, I looked at their bench today, and, and Elise wasn't on it. He was injured. 
But they still had uh, the likes of Eze, the likes of uh, Odson Edward they could bring off the bench. Yeah. I mean, I looked at their bench and I thought their bench is better than ours. Yeah. I mean, and, and that says, it's kind of, you, you know. You says... start with Tavares and Cedric. Yeah. And we'll get into Arsenal in a second, but it, like, it kind of says, it says as much about us as it does about them. They've got some good, like, quality in, in depth. They've made some good signings. And we uh, don't, quite, quite frankly. Um I have to say, and I've, I've kind of said this all along, and it's not that I feel glad to be vindicated. I, I wish we'd won tonight and it wasn't a talking point. But I have said kind of throughout this whole top four race and Arsenal doing well and kind of being in the running, a few injuries changes the picture for us quite a bit. And I wouldn't say we've been like hugely fortunate in the sense that we've had no injuries. We've had injuries, but we've not had maybe like key injuries to you know the likes of party the likes of tierney who obviously missed the game tonight party went off injured later in it and the way he played tonight maybe he's not going to be a great miss but uh the way he's been playing uh he will be um and then what you get left with i mean on our bench tonight just sort of pulling it up in front of me we had uh leno holding sambi laconga elneny and ketia martinelli and then with all due respect to these three lads at the end, Swanson, Flores, and Ogungbo. I mean, I, I haven't heard of those guys. I don't I, think many I, Arsenal I, I've fans would have. Ogungbo. Yeah. On a, on a 21. He's got uh, an is he? I've yeah. heard about him for the first time tonight. He's going he's gonna to be brilliant. Yeah. Uh, really, really, but, but, but I think really with all due respect to these guys, you might as well just not even have them on the bench because they're yeah. just not going to come off the bench in any, like, realistic scenario. It's just not going to happen. So... It is, a, it is a struggle for us. And now you sort of look at the squad, if Party's injury serious tonight, and obviously Tierney, it sounds like he's going to be out for the rest of the season if, if the report's on his, his injury right. that he sustained with Scott. They reckon he's done his knee with, with Scotland, playing two 90-minute friendlies. I mean, it's kind of a separate discussion, but it's one of my uh, gripes of international football, that actually. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah the less said about that, the better. But um, sounds like he's going to be out and I mean Tavares I have to say I mean on the evidence of tonight and uh, Nottingham Forest which was the last game he played he's not made it past half time in either game I mean you kind of look at it and go he's not usable it, it, the way he's playing at the moment he is not a feasible option for us to use in in games like that Jack and in any game sort of to be honest Jacka ended up there and that's but what I was going to say it's weird is Jacka's positioning because he was he was actually really central it was like he, he, he did so th it's interesting with Xhaka is when Arteta first came in and we we kind of we played a 4-2-3-1 but it was essentially a three at the back where whoever was playing left back it, it probably would have been Saka at the time and then Tierney yeah, came back been. from injury they played really high they played like a left winger and Xhaka and when you looked at the average positions would drop in and play as like a left-sided centre-back or a left-sided centre midfielder sort of dropping in mm. and that, again that's why we, we at the end of last season when Tierney was injured like yet again I mean he always seems to get injured um, Xhaka played there for a few games uh, I think we went out of the Europa League to Villarreal with, with him playing there um, and we're in a similar situation now where if you if you look at Tavares and you go well you can't use him because he's just a liability we're going to have to play Xhaka there and then you move Xhaka and you have to play someone else in midfield and, it, and if Partey's injured as well it, it's just going to upset the balance of the team so would you move Saka back there? considering that's it, the one area where you're you do you know what I, I said this at the end of last season right we should have done it last season without doubt because at the time we didn't have um the only other option was to put Shaka there whereas if you put Saka at left back it would have kind of disrupted less whereas I think if you do it now uh, he's playing so well on the right I mean he wasn't very good tonight granted but because he's playing so well where he is it is a risk, but then, as you say, we do have Martinelli can obviously then come into the team and, and probably needs to be in the team, if I'm being honest. That's part of the problem we've got at the moment. One of him or Smith Rowe has to be on the bench because we can't get them all in. So maybe that's the way you do it, but it's not ideal, basically, I think is the point. And, mm. and kind of when you look at the top teams, when you look at Liverpool and Man City, and even Chelsea to an extent, like with the injuries they've had this season... I know you guys have gotten worse, no doubt, but you're quite good at still getting results. Like if you take key components of your team out, you well, can kind of make that do. Can do a job, exactly. Just yeah. isn't he can't. He actually did for a few games, but he, he's just at this point, it's more of a like professionalism thing for me. It just doesn't seem to be like at it at all because he's got the physical tools to be a good player, but he comes on and he just doesn't look like he can. 
it, it, not like can be bothered, but he doesn't like he switched on mentally, and and that is not a good thing at the it highest level. It really is second goal. Terrible. Like Sunday league defending. They, they, they highlighted that at half time and literally they broke it down. The difference is they're in the same starting position, him and, and Jordan Ayu. Ayu makes the run and he doesn't. And that as a defender just isn't good enough. And that ultimately leads to us being 2 0 down in a game where, yes, we played poorly, but we probably shouldn't have been 2 0 down. It was kind of one of those where you're under pressure, you go 1 0 down, and you kind of you ride it out, and then you're going to have spells later in the game and you can kind of get back into it. Once it goes 2 0, Palace are organised, they're a physical side. You're just not going to get back into it. So no, I, I do. Well, I oh, it was yeah. excellent. It feels like he always is against us as well because he, he's, he's an Arsenal fan by, by all accounts. And obviously, we. Yeah probably should have signed him definitely over Pepe but there's kind of it feels like every time he plays this is a bit of like a, a a chip on his shoulder and uh he played really well he was he was very good I do wonder with with Tavares whether it's a, a pace of the game sort of thing obviously yeah. I don't mean to to criticize the Portuguese league they've got some really no, it's valid though there. isn't it but but in terms of what a Crystal Palace would be in the Portuguese league um uh, I think I'm uh, looking at the table now Santa Clara 10th I, I don't think I've particularly... Palace would be like, a top five. They, the, they'd easily, exactly. easily be top five. Um, uh, and so what that means is potentially just a mentality thing and being switched on and being an, uh, you know on pace, like you said. I, I got... I, I totally... I got the impression when Arteta took him off against Forrest, like, don't get me wrong, he was very poor that day, right? However, it felt like a sort of display of um, like showmanship from Arteta. It felt like it had been building up to that potentially in training and kind of behind the scenes. He hadn't quite been at it mentally because you don't often see a player dragged off after 37 minutes or whatever it was because they've played that badly. It kind of felt like there was more of a, a point about attitude being made there. Yeah. And then you look at him tonight and, and I understand that like, he's not played since then. That was like the 10th of January or whatever. It's been a while. Yeah. So there's there's an extent to which it's difficult to be thrust in. But Dude, uh, you've you got... to take your chance. You can't take yeah. your chance. Well, you've got to turn up. Roy Keane was doing that game against uh, Forrest and he slaughtered him that day and he, he would have slaughtered him tonight, but uh, yeah. very, very poor. And, and it's just concerning and, and, and kind of, I think the other thing that stood out to me tonight was Palace had outlets all over the pitch. They're very physical. They competed in duels. They were able to obviously press from the front. Gallagher was yeah, excellent. Well against the two and Mateta, back. which is what I was going to say, our centre-backs have been good this season, but he really like got into them and, and got stuck in. And then I compare that with Lacazette, where physically he just does not yeah. compete. He doesn't run in behind. He doesn't back into defenders, which, let's be fair, he's five foot nine. It's not his game, which I understand. He's not going to win headers. He's not going to pin defenders and spin them. So you've basically just got a guy that is, he's an okay technician. He's a decent, like, link player. Not, not a great link player. He's not Harry Kane, but he, like, he's, he's okay. He can come to the ball and set the play compared to a Bamiang who was a, a, a or a technician and a, and a decent goal scorer, you know, that that's the trait. So we play better as a team with a link player, but he doesn't offer anything. He was offside more times than he had shots tonight. It's just yeah. not good enough. Yeah, I, no, 100%. I, um, I, I, going on that, I've, I've had me and my um, awesome housemate, we, we've been ha having this discussion of who, who do Arsenal go for in the summer for a striker? Yeah, because it's well documented. I I think it's Ivan Tony. Mm. The other the other one I like is Firmino. Yeah, I, really. I I I I think if you if you if you could get from now if you're getting Firmino, you need to get someone younger that maybe isn't quite a bit raw, isn't quite ready to to sort of step in. I think mm. I think for, I think Liverpool would take the money. I think Liverpool would sell him. I think they'd be happy to start to move on. They're already sort of not playing with him. It needed to have a look at his injuries and stuff like that. May that might be a reason to rule him out. Yeah, yeah. But I I think in terms of what you're looking for in a striker, Firmino. But if you wanted just to go and get someone, I think Ivan Tony would be there. It's interesting, Ivan Tony, because I've seen people suggest him. We'll talk a bit about Brentford in a bit. Yeah. Um, he's, he's an outlet. It's also interesting you mentioned that point because on my Twitter feed, um, up came a, a, a video of uh, a clip of Jose Mourinho discussing Arsenal's problems. Uh, this was when they had a Bamiang, and what he said was, "Well, this is it." No, no, it was a few seasons ago, I think, maybe two or yeah. three. And what he yeah, said yeah, yeah. effectively, um, 
they they didn't have a link player like Firmino, and he, he directly um, mentioned Firmino. Um, uh, he's talking about uh, Mane and Salah getting in behind. I think now Arsenal have a fantastic opportunity to bring in a false nine and use Saka, use Martinelli on on yeah. those wings. They're 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 much better at um, making those those uh, I suppose later runs uh, as someone drops in and giving them space to run in behind. That's where they're most most effective at. Um, I wonder if uh, Odegaard playing as a false nine is a would be effective mm. in terms or of or Smith. I think Smith Rowe of the two would be better than Erdogan because he's a bit more like you'd dynamic. Free, you'd rather think. him roaming playmaker than I than think so. Like it's player. an option. It's kind of reaching the point, George, as well, where I, I kind of, as I said earlier, you look at Smith Rowe, you look at Martinelli, and then you look at Lacazette and you go, you can't leave one of these guys out to play him. He's just not doing enough. Yeah, yeah. And he can't do it physically. Like we had three games in a week um, in that week before the international break. We played Leicester, Liverpool, and Villa. And he got worse as kind of the week went on. Like he can't do three games in a week. And we've got a couple of those where it's going to be a short turnaround and he's going to have to play, if he is going to play in those games, he's going to have to play three games in a week. And I just, it's not realistic for me to expect him to do it. Um, so Europe. Europe as well next year. This is the thing. And I, and I like to sort of like close the chapter on this God awful story from tonight. I, I did look at the bench. I think, God, we need six or seven signings in the summer. And they don't all have to be like starting players, but it's like you've got to build a squad. Obviously, we had injuries tonight. So assume everybody's fit. Pepe wasn't there. Um, Tierney wasn't, wasn't there. Tommy Asu wasn't there. So put those three on the bench. But even then, it's like it's pretty light, if we're being honest. Like it, it's not up to the are, standard are there of. Any, um... Are there any loanees or youngsters that could step in as squad players next season? Balogun is the only one who, like, from an attack, Saliba's going to come back, presumably, and if he yeah. doesn't, we'll sign someone else. Um, Balogun will come back, but I think he needs another loan. And 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 is going, so that's kind of, you lose one in, one out, right? Yeah. Um, so... But he, he needs a loan. You saw in that Forest game, he's, like, he's a really promising young player, but... Physically, he, he he's a child, right? He's seventeen. He he needs mm. to fill out a bit, get some get some experience playing at um, like senior level against against men, quite frankly. Um, so they, they they need to pad the squad out. There's going to be European football next season. I hope Champions League. If not, it'll probably be Europa League. I, I don't think we'll drop down to seventh. Um, and you need a squad to do that. You need a squad to play. You know, thirty eight Premier League games. Uh, in the Cups and in the Europa League, that's 50-plus games in a season. So you need more than 11 core players and then maybe one or two that can chip in here and there off the bench. Um, so they're going to have to do the right recruitment in the summer. But the, the, the only thing that for me, like sort of to, 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 to move on, is how does he pick them back up after that? You've got injuries, the squad's thinning out. And let's be honest, it's a bad result. We've played well for a lot of weeks, but... To lose three 0 at Palace is a bad result. There's no way of dressing it up. You, you, like it's it's a bad result for us. And so you were like you know out of it at half time basically. Yes, like, the, yeah. the game was over after half an hour. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like it was gonna it was an uphill battle from then. The game was lost in thirty minutes, which you know it can happen. I can like compartmentalize it. We're a young team, hostile atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You're playing against the team. As I said, the manager's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's got a point to prove. Maybe put himself put himself out there maybe for a bigger job because he's doing a good job this season, Vieira, no doubt. Um, it was always going to be a tough game, and it's made even tougher if you start the game as poorly as we did. So. Yeah, got got to move on. It's all about the reaction. I think once you lose a game, people said the same against Liverpool. Obviously, Liverpool are a much better team than Palace, but it was all about the next game. And they yeah, did react. They beat Villa, so they're going to have to do the same next weekend against Brighton because you know as you saw with Spurs this weekend. And they should just, do because Brighton's on a terrible run. Aren't they? Brighton are poor, but then again, Brighton are a bit like Palace. We have a terrible record against those two teams. We seem to slip oh, up against them every single season. Yeah, Mope. They had Brighton had something like thirty shots, didn't they, on on Saturday against Norwich? Didn't score. Um, they'll they'll have two shots on target next week. Two guys. He skied it, didn't he? Absolutely skied it into into the stands. It was. Uh, I'm here for a bit of Neil Mope slander. To be fair, um, <laughs> just touching on Spurs a little bit before you move on and talk about your boys. Um, they they look pretty good, and I'm a bit I'm a bit worried actually. It feels like they're kind of hitting form at the right time. They've been patchy all season, but it kind of feels like now. 
they've brought in a couple of good signings, I think, in, in Kulizewski and, and Ben Tanker. Um, and Kane so and Son a couple are of their older signs have stepped up as well I, you know, say, I mean I, I thought you might find a way to get young Matt Doherty in there I um, was thinking of him but yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. you know Matt Doherty he's, he's just he's done alright he's done alright yeah, yeah yeah I mean even Emerson Royale got a goal I mean what the hell is going on in I mean god that's just yeah, it is worrying. It feels like with Spurs that they don't have to play awfully well to win games because they do have firepower in Son and Kane. And even Kulisevsky is a front three. It works quite well. They can score a goal at any minute because they, they, they do work well. Um, whereas with Arsenal, if you sort of means for comparison, it's more of a kind of overall... Uh, team performance thing. We don't have, at this point in time, firepower, match winners on their own. So Spurs are clicking and Conte's doing what he does, which is kind of elevating the floor of, of, of a team. He, you saw it at Chelsea. I mean, what he got out of the likes of Alonso and Moses yeah. is it, kind of, it's a minor miracle when you look at what those players have gone on to, to do since. It, it's interesting. I, I, I have a theory that like, if you want to sign a player to hit the ground running, you sign them from Serie A. I feel like, it, out, of, out of all the leagues, a lot of the time it's the Serie A players to hit the ground running, and it doesn't necessarily make sense. But then, I wonder, am I biased by Conte teams that maybe he kind of knows how they tick? Well, this is and, the thing. And, He's and, he, and it then, feels like ends up knowing how a Serie A player how to get the best out of a Serie A player because Benteker, Kudelski, uh, Alonso all played under a lot. Um, um, Conte and all hit the ground running straight away, and all weren't necessarily hyped up to be no. um, that good well, either. They're all they're all system players. Like uh, this, yeah, example, this was going like, to add. I think if you think about Kane dropping deep, and we spoke about obviously, um, obviously Firmino, perhaps Arsenal should sign Harry Kane. Kane dropping deep and then Solomon yeah. uh, <laughs> We all know he's a, he's an Arsenal fan. So, yeah, be easy, but, mate. Just put the money um, on the table picking from it uh but yeah i mean they, they go in behind every single time you see them their pace um they've got great timing in their runs i'm actually really impressed with kulisevsky um since he's, he's been really good he's uh, been when you look at it the, the, the dynamic of the front three not that lucas moore is a bad player lucas moore is one of those players that always looks good in bad team performances you know they get those players where the, the whole team's played badly but you go ah yeah. oh, he was all right today it always seems to be him because he's it's kind of one dribbling. of those players dri- he's a dribbler that's what i was gonna say he gets dri- the ball there's always a catch the eye and like i tell you who always players who always uses it for Arsenal was Alex Iwobi. He would always eye-catchingly get the ball, beat four men, like, yeah, and then and then run again, like... run to the corner. I think he got something like four goals in like two and a half years, and at Everton <laughs> he's not done much better than that. Um, yeah, but then as you said, like Kulusevski come in and and he he's he's just he's he's good. I mean, he carries the ball well. He's a good. He makes good decisions, like the ball he put yeah. across for Son on on Sunday. It was kind of. You know, he timed it perfectly. Um, yeah, I, I love to give Spurs praise, but they're, they're coming into form. I mean, for them, four wins in the last four, or it might even be five in the last six. I mean, I think actually because they lost a couple of cup games. I mean, they obviously lost that game to Middlesbrough, lost a couple of times to Chelsea. Their, their overall domestic form hasn't actually been as poor since the couple of losses to, um, what was it, Southampton and Wolves. They've been pretty solid since then. Um, but then again, they chucked in a loss to Burnley, so you just don't know with them. Like their their yeah. running looks the easiest. But if you have Tavares coming up against, oh, I, I, I don't even want to think about it, Fogel. Honestly, I don't even want to think about it, mate. I, I, I've, that fixture's finally got a date, which is the twelfth of May. I'm glad it's not like next week, because Jesus Christ, like we were pretty depleted when it was called off in the first place. But I tell you what, I'd I'd have rather had some of the guys that were available then than have to play. You know, uh, Tavares at left back. Good God, that doesn't what, doesn't fill me. What I would say about Confidence. Spurs, uh, Spurs do have fairly decent quality of depth if you want to count Harry Winks and um, obviously Moore, Moore is a good a good player. Davison Sanchez could be ex- exposed. I, I do think that back line could uh, basically the the three at the back really helps them out. It, it, mm. it covers over uh, covers over a lot of cracks. Um, you know, with Dyer, obviously a, a, a noticeable one. But ben also, Davies. Ben Davies, and then also Emerson Royale, I think, in a back four. Royale, yeah. Doherty. Doherty's not a back four defender, is no, he? I know he's no. playing some good football at the moment, but... Um, he, Doherty is a strange player. Like, he, 
I, I was watching him for Ireland, and he's like, he just doesn't do what usual right backs do. Like he, yeah. he has less of an interest in getting to a byline and crossing in. He like he goes in these like meandering runs and like, um, at times he's like one of Ireland's best playmakers. Like and he, he's 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 whenever he's in good form, he's like a non orthodox player to watch. Like he's quite creative in his in his runs. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, I imagine he's hard to mark. Like. Yeah, he's doing well for them at the moment. Um, I still like again. I think he's one of those players that it, you you he look to upgrade, but he's doing well in in the race. He's a system player for them at the moment, and he's doing well. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think as much as I don't want it to, and as much as I kind of wanted us to put ourselves ahead, I think it is going to undoubtedly come down to when that game comes around on the twelfth. I think one of the teams will have to win it to, to get in front of the other. I think there will be a three-point gap, like, either way, three-point or less either way, because I just don't see either one kind of put themselves way out in front. I mean, Spurs are patchy, and we've got pretty hard games. I mean, we lost one of them tonight, so it's going to be it's going to be tight. Chelsea won, Brentford four. Guys, talk to me about it. What the hell went on? Seriously, I couldn't believe it. I, I don't think Paul Merson could believe it on, on Gillette Soccer Saturday. He seemed absolutely gutted. I think he's meant to be a Chelsea fan. And he was, uh, I don't think he could believe what he was seeing. What, what went on? It's, it's strange because me and Fergal, I think, since Tuchel has come, uh, has come in, has asked that we, we've been a bit more, we wanted to be a bit more malleable. We wanted a different formation. We wanted different approaches. And now, since obviously for for the back, I know we've played it a few times, uh, been fairly successful in some of them. We've been absolutely exposed to changing the the, the system. Let me obviously, ask you, right? Let me ask you, why do you think he went to a back three, a, a back four, sorry, against the team that plays a back three? It, it doesn't make much sense to me in terms of trying to match them up. In terms, in terms of the press, what happened was uh, Alonso effectively became a left winger. Um, and yeah. Uh, and then it kind of looked like a back three, um, uh, and yeah. Mount effectively became one of the one of the front four as well. But I, it it didn't work. It didn't work. Um, we 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 were too exposed within the the midfield. I think there were too, too, effectively what happened when Tony dropped deep. Um, there was like three or four against uh, against two. Obviously, one of them being Angola Kante, but he can't do everything. Even though we 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 like to think he can. Yeah, I, I thought he had a shocker for for Ericsson's goal. Yeah, I think he did, but I don't think, and I know Alonso, t- you know, told him to to stay. I don't think Alonso covered himself. He probably doesn't have the trust in Alonso. I mean, Alonso Al- Alonso got absolutely burnt by Ericsson. Like he yeah. didn't yeah, make he up did. any. He didn't make up any ground. Is he Alonso? I've noticed whatsoever. this. You'd, you'd like to think he is. You'd really <laughs> like to think he is. Um, yeah. You'd hope he'd be quicker than the, the claps on the pitch. Like yeah. 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 All due respect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then I, this talk of Havertz being one of one of the world's best generational talents, I just don't buy it. To be honest, um, he's good, and he he could be. Very, very good. Um, it hasn't been to this point. But he's not. I, I, I saw a tweet and it was like, um, next generation, and it had Haaland, Pedri, and um, Mbappe, and then Havertz. Havertz. And it was cheap, from, and yeah. I was like, I was like he's, look, I really like, I really like Havertz, and I think, um. We we're not getting the best like like a lot of players in the Chelsea side we're not getting the best out of them. Yeah, but he's not that level. Like, well, no, not. and also like you got to judge him on what he's produced, which has been you know he started slowly, um, got better, and he's and he's put in some good performances. But in terms of actual contribution, I think he's only got something like six or seven goals this season. I mean, it's not. It's not great. It's okay. Like it's, it's fine. So, but... Some of the time, some of the times, so he is one of these players. I feel like he's been part of the better performances, mm-hmm. um, and he he does do like the false nine role. Which... I think he's your best option up front at the moment. No, yeah, like no definitely. doubt, and that might be more of an indictment on Lukaku and kind of that signing. But yeah. I think he's he's played well recently in some performances. Obviously, he was very good against Burnley, and he, he scored a couple of goals. But. Um... I don't know, like, as George said, there's kind of a lot of hype, but I don't think that the performances necessarily warrant that to this point, if we're being quite honest about it. He's 
Yeah. He's a good player. He's promising. He's young and he's got scope to get better, and I think he will. Um, but yeah, maybe like keep a keep a keep a lid on it. Are you guys concerned by that performance at all? Or do you think it's just one of those where you know he rotated a bit? I saw Loftus Cheek played. He went to a back four. I mean, do you I, think I th- I'm not I'm not concerned about the, the I'm actually less concerned about the defense because I think it was everybody just had an off day. It was it was it was a personnel thing that was on yeah. like Alonso. Um and I, I like I I still think the back four is the future, but you know we need our our starting fullbacks in there. We need we probably need a DM that suits that role better than than <laughs> any of the DMs that we have. Um and um, but I I think that is that that sort of shape is the future for us. Yeah, given the players that we have, I feel like it does get the better, best out of a lot of our attacking players. Gets another attacking player on the pitch as well. Um, but I, I like. Um, I I I'm I was more concerned about going forward the the lack of of creative threat that we we had, and and sort of how poorly we kept possession, and that was really what I thought last end. The other thing was, um. Rudiger's goal, right? Yeah. Great. Scores a great goal. That's the worst thing that could have happened to Rudiger. Can I just say, I was going to say, his celebration. That was the best thing about <laughs> about the goal for me. Was the there was like a freeze frame of it. And like his eyes were like coming out of his head. Like he, honestly, yeah. it was, I don't know what was, wrong, he, what was wrong with him. What, 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 am I gonna, what I was going to say though, Harry. Yeah. I didn't want him to score that goal. That sounds stupid. He takes one at, oh, at least joke. one of those shots yeah, every week. He shoots so often, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm like, right, finally he scored one of these goals, and he's been trying literally since he turned up to Chelsea to score one of these goals. And I'm like, oh my god, he he ended up having five shots. He yeah, ended he up hitting volleys left, right, yeah, and center yeah. anytime yeah. he was in eyesight of the goal. And I was like, oh no, just don't, don't, don't do this now. If he he's... if he comes next week and is taken. <laughs> More than one of those shots a game, I, I'm I'm not gonna be happy. He needs to he needs to he needs to realise he got lucky, yeah, and and yeah. get back in his box and start and start like start playing it into the feet a bit more. And look, like look, that's that's harsh because like it literally was like the only moment of magic we created all that game. But I it in the long run, it's not good for us for him to be scoring that goal. He's certainly no David Luiz, is he? He really yeah. isn't. He, David Luiz was next level um, outside the box. But in terms of Chelsea's formation I'm, uh, and future, I'm not too worried. What I would say is um, uh, the the quality of depth uh, on, in fullback is is concerning outside of the two yeah. starters. When mm. we miss, when we I know Reese James, uh, Reese James came on, but when we we don't start with Reese James, we're seriously exposed. And I, I think Aspilicueta is a, a future at Chelsea, but it's coming to the end. Thiago Silva has a well, he's, he's currently going on a free, isn't he, George? Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and so is Rudiger. I know there's talk of him already have signed a personal deal, but that's not that's obviously newspaper talk he if Rudiger gets an appealing offer from from Real Madrid or, or Bayern or um Barcelona, it doesn't like, sound oh, like they're interest it sounds like Juve and Barcelona and if those are the only two teams interested I think he will be patient and wait to see what way the the ownership but, goes but, to Chelsea but even then I don't I, I I feel like Rudiger I I feel like Rudiger got exposed more than Thiago Silva this game Thiago Silva was poor um, it was a poor game yeah, from him. It's one I'd of the agree. only poor performances I've ever seen in a Chelsea shirt, other than West Brom in his one of his first. Games. I had a similar feel to that West Brom game. This, yeah, I think, it was exactly the same corresponding yeah. weekend like after an international break uh, towards the end of the season. So maybe that will reignite another Champions it, League. Uh, but... Tuchel didn't seem to put put much stock in the fact that we that we lost. Like, no, he didn't. He, 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 he brushed the presser after, yeah. He, he he was he was like you know I've already forgotten about it, I think was the line he pretty much said, um and like it, it I I was more concerned about I wasn't concerned about the defense because I think that was a one off. There's so many like individual areas. Can't him like made a mistake that says at all. It was yeah. for me. It was more the creative aspect, which has been a an issue all season, um and I think the fact that we couldn't like sustain. 
pressure and put them um, under serious danger. I think that led to the goals uh, just as much as like the poor defending. The fact that you know we we couldn't create anything, we couldn't get them where they were fairly secure and unhappy uh, the the whole game. Uh, and um and you know th- then you add a few individual mistakes, a system that we're still getting used to. With, with the system, I think he wants to move to this four three three, and he's trying to pick and choose. We spoke about this before, yeah. He's trying to pick and choose the games where you, they, you can try it. it, yeah. But at the same time, we, I just we, think it was a weird we need one. the right players to be able to do it, and we have we have our when we one more. When you're missing like you're missing basically three ideal players, two fullbacks and a DM. Yeah. Like of course your defense and then two centre backs, which we, we said it before, like Rudiger never impressed uh, us until he moved he went into a back, back three. three. Yeah. Uh, and, and and because he's so on the front foot and so rash, it doesn't suit a back two a lot of the time. I always bring no. it up. He 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 was in. He was one of the big issues uh, for the goal. Abamian scored in the FA Cup final. Came rushing out. Yeah. And, and but that's his game, and he yeah. it's brilliant when he does that in a back three. But uh, and then Thiago Silva again when he has the cover around him, he's great. Um, but when he maybe has to be a bit more mobile, um, he's not as good now. He's still read. There's a couple of moments where he read it. He read it beautifully. I remember there's one of them he nipped in ahead of of Tony and just flicked it on to someone as we pass. Like he's just he, he is still terrific. Like and I think he is good enough to play in the back too. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a good shout. Uh, he's not. He's not helped by Rudiger. It's, it's Rudiger that that is probably more the issue. I agree. I think when you watch Rudiger as well, because of where he plays in the back three, he kind of plays as more of like a left back. He's kind of defending in the channels one v one, and there he's good because he's quick. He's, he, he's aggressive. Like I, I think back to that performance against Salah in the Carabao Cup final, yeah. where he was just getting in, nipping at him, not letting him settle, not letting him turn and run at him. That's when he's good when the structure allows him to be aggressive and engage. But I think, as you said, when he's in the back four. He's just too hot-headed, and he wants to. He wants, and especially when he scored a goal, I think he just wants to like influence the game. I think he's kind of one of those, one of those yeah, characters. He ends up having five shots. And like, yeah, it's. Two, two, uh, I remember two of them were like at the corner, corner of the box volleys with like a crowd of players in front of him, and both of them ended up in Rose Ed. Like I'm just like, oh, I know. and I knew that that's just from him scoring one goal. He's just like you know, he's on cloud nine. to his head gone to his head yeah no I, I, but I think like you guys have covered it I think it's one of those for Chelsea like let's not let's be real about this they're not going to get dragged into this top four race they've got enough points on the board and their games like they, they'll win enough games to get up to 75 points or whatever which will be enough yeah. um, and they've got the, the Champions League and they've got the FA Cup so it's one of those where the league you obviously want to win every game but it, like you might rotate a bit you might look to try stuff out and i think on this occasion Tuchel could look at it and go do you know what it wasn't a good matchup and there were too many poor individual performances to uh maybe compensate for that so it's one of those you can kind of just stick in a box and go do you know what it happens maybe once a season as we said it happened last year and you went on and had a very good run and obviously won the champions league so uh, I don't know why I'm giving you guys the uh, encouragement, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, um, a quick word on the title race before we kind of wrap this up. Obviously, going into next weekend, who do you guys have as favourites for that game and 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 why? Absolutely, Pep Guardiola, um, Man City. I, I just, I just, I watched them and I'm just wowed by just how they dominate the ball and how uh, brilliant they are. I, I believe they've got a fair fairly decent record um against uh, Liverpool at the Etihad could be could be Yeah, one. Liverpool have only uh, I think they've only won once. One that was six maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. It, I, I think they the beat them in the Champions League. They beat them in the Champions League. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it, Pep Guardiola just amazes me. I'm slowly becoming a massive Pep Guardiola fan. Um, when I when I thought he was overrated a couple of years ago, um, and I, I just I I actually genuinely think even though this is a massive turning point within the season, I genuinely think if, if Liverpool win this game, I still think Man City win the title. Um, Interesting. But have got yeah, the harder um, run, haven't they? I was going to say like Liverpool's fixtures. I think when you go through them, because I have to say, like as 
good as they both are, and they are great, and and they have pedigree when it comes to winning all their games to the line. You think of that season where they yeah. went 98, 97, but you've got to assume that at least one of them is going to drop points in another game other than that one at the weekend. And I think when you look at Liverpool's games and you go through, okay, they got Man United. Man United aren't great, but it's a Man United-Liverpool dart. You just don't know. they got Tottenham. Tottenham as a team, I hate them, but they've already beaten Man City. If anyone's set up to explore the high line, they're a team that I'm, could I'm playing into the it. trench space. It's so, yeah. you, you can see On the paper, ball that's going to be played. Like it's... On yeah. paper, you can see them causing them problems. Um, I think Man City, like they've got to go to Wolves, but then apart from that, you look at all their other games. I think it, it, someone went through them, so like match week by match week, and kind of Liverpool's games, Man City's game, and kind of every week after they play each other, Liverpool have the harder game like of the weekend. So it's going to be a push for them to, to I think, win all their games after this. I think if, I think where they've got a chance is I think they have more people that I would put money on to just stick the ball in the back of the net. Quite like really hopeless, oversimplifying it. They've got three, four, even five, you could say, players that score goals. Where you look at Man City, they are fantastic, but they share them round. They don't have kind of like a, a, a talisman. I mean, De Bruyne is probably the closest thing to it. He scored a you know great goal at the weekend, yeah. but they share their goals round and they are prone to creating a lot and, and, and missing chances. But I'm with George in the sense that that the control they exert over games is is something I haven't seen in the Premier League before. The way they just and and it is boring at times the way they pop it round and yeah. like that I've I've been on the end of it many times as an mm. Arsenal fan where they're three 0 up by the 60th minute and they're just passing it around the back. But y- you have to kind of sit Chelsea, back and like if you compare if you compare them the Liverpool versus Chelsea and Man City versus Chelsea. Oh, they, I've said this we before. They dominated you. Man City. Yeah, and, and you were close to Liverpool. We probably should have beat Liverpool at least once. At least once. Yeah, um, I think with Liverpool, you're you're a better matchup because you can kind of Liverpool's big thing is physicality. They they get in there and they just bully yeah. teams. They're aggressive. They're on the front foot. And Chelsea are one of the teams I think that can kind of they can match them for that. Chelsea are a team yeah. of men. They have yeah. physical like specimens in there. Um, yeah. Whereas Man City, it's a different kind of proposition. What you're going to get with them? They're going to get on the ball. They're going to pop it round. They're going to starve you of possession. I think even that game at Anfield earlier this season, they they probably should have won it. They could have been out of sight by half time. And and you know Liverpool came back into it, and it was a yeah. it was a great game. Um, uh, yeah, the, it, like, the point on like Man City, I watched like the Burnley highlights, and both goals like. I just like I don't know I don't know who could stop either goals. It's yeah. like one one touch for about five passes, right mm. into the box. So precise, Vision. yeah. And it's like no team can stop that. It's it's yeah. like it's how do you stop one touch passing? It's it, it it's ridiculous. And and uh, but I at the same time I wouldn't rule really Liverpool out. Liverpool are like they're mentality monsters. Like they yeah they. I, they have more talisman, more people that seem to step up. Like, like it sounds stupid, but Man City don't have an Origi. Just some random on the bench. It just seems to, to come on. Like they, they like they, they don't have that. Now they have that in that they have loads of quality players that can all like do it. But at times, like they they do come on stuck. It feels but, like with City as well. And, and Guardiola mentioned this. The only game I can remember them winning, like quite late on this season, I'm sure there will have been others, was against us when they beat us in the 90th minute. They very yeah. rarely do that. They, they, they yeah. pretty much their template for winning is they start quick, they get in front, and then once they get in front, you just you don't see the ball. You, you like you do not get back into the game. It's like a so, oh, a constrictor, isn't it? They, they yeah, they wrap around. It's it's done. Yeah, so it feels like one of those games where kind of maybe the longer it goes level pegging, you might back Liverpool because also they have potentially more firepower off the bench. I mean, I looked at Liverpool's bench at the weekend. I mean, it was just obscene. I know they rested a few players, but you had the likes of Fabinho, Trent, Diaz, Mane on the bench. I mean, honestly, the, the, the strength in depth they've got now is, is better than even Man City, you would say. Across the board, they've got more, they've got more firepower. So... It's going to be a great game, I have to say. Yeah. Like, they're two incredible teams that play at such a high level. Is it going to be a great game, or do you think it's going to be played like? Well, this is the thing. Great time. I, I remember one. It was a few. It might have been the ninety-eight, ninety-seven season. It was a game at Anfield, and everyone was billing it as a great. It was nil-nil. It was one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. Oh, apart from Mares, Mares put the penalty into the into the sky. Yeah. But like, apart from that, it was 
a dire game. But I mean, since then they've they've had some good contests, and I think just just because of what's riding on it, probably more than anything, it kind of. I mean, Sky are just loving it, aren't they? They've got this like title decider, and then they've they've cleverly saved the North London derby until the twelfth of May at the end of the season, and it's going to be a Thursday night, and the losers going to have to play Thursday night football next season. You can just see it all being it's all falling into place for Sky Sports. They're absolutely loving it. Their marketing team at the moment. Um, let's move on. We'll have a bit of World Cup chat for you guys. Iran, USA, winner of European playoff. Talk to me about it. But in fact, firstly, actually, hold on. That's not the biggest talking point of the draw. The biggest talking point of the draw is undoubtedly Jermaine the Genus. one shows Jermaine Genus uh, presenting the draw. I mean, what the hell is going on there? His agent. Like, never been to a World Cup, has he? I mean, his agent must be some sort of networker. I mean, he must have a skill to, to get this guy all these gigs. I don't know how he does it. For someone that achieves so little in the sport. Yeah. In fairness, in fairness to Genus, he's, he's definitely a better presenter than he is pundit. Like, he, I, 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 don't, I don't think No, I, I get what he's saying. Because when he's a pundit, he, 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 there's been a couple that have been clipped up, haven't they? When, when he, particularly when he's on Spurs games. He just can't, he, he can't take the bias out of it. He's a professional basic presenter you know does does everything does everything but... does it right yeah yeah and and he's he's in football having said that i'm like have you got this i presumably gary lineker turned it turned it down because of you know hmm. it's qatar you know he was I mean? there though he was there oh was he I was listening to his podcast yesterday after the or it might have been saturday after the man united game he was he was there in qatar he just wasn't. I, I, I assume he didn't get asked to do it, but he was in Qatar for the draw. It, so it, 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 that's one thing I've noticed. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna call a few people out here, uh, or a couple of people. Spencer Owen and Jack Mape. Spencer oh, Owen, rank hypocrites. Yeah, sold out totally. Now uh, I said this the other I day. Do, actually, maybe to I someone. do the same. But it's not the point, was, though, is it? I remember it? him being so strong on like the morality of it all, and he's and he used to be big on it, and like, and now he's taking a paycheck to go promote it all. Like, like I, I was, I, I've been a, been a Wheel of Fortune fan. Yeah. That, 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 that's hurt me. That Spencer. Yeah, the Wheel of Fortune and the, and the, what was the other one? The, the Zerati kid. All these, Zerati all these. Kid. Yeah. I, he's let us down. He's, he's let us down. He's let us down, man. I'm disappointed in him. I really am. Um, but on England's draw, what, what what do you guys make of it? I mean, it's great for the podcast. You, <laughs> you, you, we got a derby. We got a derby. You couldn't have asked for more, uh, really, other than maybe Egypt qualifying as well and getting them in the group. But um, you just have to be happy with that, don't aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you've got I, I think so. Although it's interesting because obviously the draw is like, pretty easy i mean the, the, the group sorry it's pretty easy you'd expect them to win the group but then it, it, it's a tough path to the final i mean obviously like that's assuming everything goes as kind of you'd expect right yeah. but they obviously play the runner-up in group a which would be probably senegal looking at it on paper and then it's france and then i think it's like spain or germany so I think Southgate, and this is the thing, maybe you should expect that. Southgate's been very lucky with his draws. Let's be honest with you, right? Yeah. At the Euros and especially the World Cup in 2018, he was very lucky that the kind of results fell the way they did and it all opened up for England and they didn't have to play. They've only really had to play one big team, which was Germany. And let's be honest, they were. it was a team that was past its cycle with the manager. And yeah, I think I if you play Germany now, they're a much different proposition uh and ed Werner up front of course which you know i mean they were never going to score realistically but uh i think <sighs> it's just difficult for me i don't trust southgate i really don't i like he's doing a good job from a man management perspective i think everybody likes him i think everybody wants to go i, and play I think that England. is massive though in fairness i think in I international think football it, i think you're right but what no, i was going to say England specifically i think that he literally has changed the opinion of the uh, of the average uh, english fan and like turn it so much positive and i think that was that is crucial to england getting any success go going forward was was that change and i so would I do think that is massive but 
and usually my point is you, you that had to happen for you to have any success and it's not an easy task to do and he has I, done it well but yeah. i do think he he could be better tactically in in terms yeah. of that as well the media is massive the the change in tone from the media is huge i mean you think about i think it really sort of the negative media surrounding english football maybe started with was it the dentist chair uh, and obviously gascoigne and gaza yeah. Um, and that sort of redemption. And since then, we've had we've had sort of scandal after hard Be- scandals. Beckham but, 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 yeah. Beckham, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, exactly. It was the John Terry stuff, wasn't there? The um, I think it would have been the twenty ten World Cup. There's been loads. Yeah, it, uh, it was a good well. group, but it, get sent there was. Yeah, he did in two thousand and six. And when you yeah. don't, yeah, and when you don't have that um, pressure from from the media or even an idea that someone's out to get you. Um, it certainly, I think it certainly improves the culture. Whether that translates into beating big teams, I don't know. Maybe it'll it'll, well, it'll serve us well being able to being being challenged a little bit earlier on, rather than having to wait until a final to to really sort of step our game up. We've got the quality in the squad to compete against, not necessarily France, but but I would say to compete uh, against um, teams like Argentina. Um, uh, and sort of even Belgium and and uh, Brazil are fairly good at the moment, to be fair. But but to compete against those teams, uh, we certainly got the the individual. I got the quality. I I just uh, I think basically the reason I'm skeptical is I look at the the two games we ended up losing, uh, Croatia in extra time, and obviously the Italy game on penalties. They were both games where we started well, scored an early goal, and then the momentum of the game changed. It was just wave after wave after wave after wave of attack from the opposition, and he just didn't change anything. He couldn't react and change the flow of the game. And I think you see top managers are able to stop that happening. They make a tactical tweak. They make a substitution. And particularly in that Euros final, when we're getting penned in our own half and you've got a 36-year-old Chiellini yeah. Uh, playing in our half, it, it, that can't be right. You've you've got to change that. You can't just be sitting back and playing. It was basically playing two nil football at one nil up, and it and it went on for too long. And I just think that that's my doubt with him. I just think tactically at the top level, and you see in international football now, there's some good coaches. I know Italy didn't get to the World Cup, but you'd say Mancini, obviously Enrique, um, Hansi Flick. I mean, I don't know if you'd put Deschamps quite in that category, but obviously he's won a World Cup. He's been more successful than than Southgate. So he's up against some good managers. Um, and you'd think, you know, if the draw goes as expected, he's going to have to win some of these big games to, 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 to get us over the line. It's a good squad he's got there. He hasn't got an excuse. Whatever 23 or 24 mm-hmm. or 26, whatever it is he takes, um, he's not going to have an excuse to underperform, I don't think. I think that's also what I was going to say in terms of it really does feel... I, I think Southgate has earned the right to be in this World Cup, as in... Oh, yeah. I think it definitely. You know, oh, absolutely. He's earned the right. However, it does feel like an end of a life cycle in terms of... Obviously, there's some great youth players, but for Southgate specifically, do we do we sort of use his success in terms of developing these players and actually putting in a, a tactician um off the back of this we built the culture now let's get get the tactics right and if if Southgate doesn't make the semis or final it does feel like it is the end of the road for him I, I don't see a future for for him in this England I, squad I have a feel depending on how depending on the context of it I would have thought just because there's no clear uh, next Place. person to come in. Uh, I I would have thought he he would have um an, another tournament. It 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 depend on because of how well he's previously done. I think he has another tournament in him, unless 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 I'd be surprised a, unless it's an absolute disaster. I think he would he would get um. I think Wait, if he got to the quarterfinal, depending on how he went out in the quarterfinal, it depends how it goes, doesn't it? As well, like if you lose to, if he, you know, went to, if he goes out to France in the quarterfinal, he's not getting sacked. Exactly, no, no. If it was France, then and they lose, I don't know. Say they lost on penalties again, or say they played well and they got beat by a better team. I don't think you could. It's difficult. Knockout France football so like it's so fickle in the sense that you can lose one game and that's it. You can play really well in the qualifiers, really well in the groups, and then over ninety minutes have one poor performance. Okay, that's really? it. 
You can win a right. European Championship and, and then they you lose to North it's, Macedonia. It's mad, right? So I think a lot of it will depend on how. But I also look at it and think... I don't think they're going to go for another foreign manager, given they've been down no. that route before and it's not gone well. They'll go for an English manager. I mean, take your pick. I mean, who is the best option out there at the moment? It's not Eddie exactly... Aaron, he's, yeah. he's, you know, he's, not he's tied be... up in Newcastle at the moment. I mean, it, it obviously, that, that'll you know, probably get sacked from there at some point. But my, my point is we're not exactly blessed with world-class... Co- there, there, was, there was a post over there that made me laugh, actually. It was like... The, the coaches of each country. So it was like Germany, it was like Nagelsmann, Hansi Flick, like a couple of other guys. Like Italy, it was like Mancini, like Spain, it was like Enrique. I'm missing some guys that like Guardiola. Conte. Um, um, Conte. And then England, it was like Gerard, Lampard, like Graham Potter. Um, Sean Dyche. Uh, I'd love to see Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche wasn't on there, but I have to say, I was about to love add, it. I think he's <laughs> he'd probably be the best option. I mean, yeah. like, honestly, yeah, in terms yeah, of... of actually available, it it, it, it you know what it, it end up it end up being like like the under twenty ones coach who I have a feeling is Irish. Uh... I really hope he's not. I really hope he's not. I'd, I'd, I'd I, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's. He, I think he might be English, but played for Ireland because oh, he, right. he was that's, being yeah, linked yeah. to the Ireland job <laughs> whenever Stephen Kenny wasn't doing too well. I, I um and I, I have a feeling that, that that's who your your next. Cosley. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's him. Is that him? He, he's he's got caps for Ireland. Give it. Yeah, to he. Give it to Steve Holland. Give it to Steve oh, Holland. He's oh probably. Oh God, yeah, he does. He played for Republic of Ireland, forty games. Can't have go. that. You're, you're next in line. You're next in can't line. Have that. A you can take him to Ireland, mate. Once Kenny say. like pops his clogs, you can uh, get him out of there and get uh, Lee Carsley in. But um, yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting with England. They've got a good squad there, um, and it's going to be an interesting group. I mean, playing the USA again. I mean, I, I still remember that last World Cup. It was just. It's just an absolute shit show. I remember that group. It was like uh, USA, Algeria, uh, Slovenia, I think. And, and I remember yeah. the, the newspaper article, the like first day after it was like, it was like easy because it had like... Um, the sun, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was like England, Algeria, Slovenia, Yanks. And then we ended up not even like topping the group. It was so embarrassing. Um, oh, that, we should be winning that. the group, USA? USA. USA topped the group with one win and two draws. Because England played out a dismal nil-nil. Yeah, and then they got Germany and got thumped with a ghost goal. Uh, yeah. Oh, Probably God. the most overrated World Cup of all time, that one. But that's a, that's a different I discussion. Quite, I, quite enjoyed, I quite enjoyed the pain. <laughs> Maybe, I don't, I don't know. Well, England. <laughs> yeah, it was quite fun. It was being bad. Like, now we're just like, we're good, but are we actually that good? Probably not. And they all come, mate. I, I think ugh, I I I really struggled to um like get on board with that international team because it was just loads of loads of United, Liverpool, and True. and Chelsea players. Yeah. Whereas now it's like there's a few Arsenal players getting in there. I'm I'm becoming interested again. I have to say. But then again, it's not very nice when one of your players is the uh, is the villain as as kind of Saka was in the uh, in the Euros. That, and and that's, a, that's a great example of what Southgate's done. Is mm. that three players missed penalties? Yeah, they weren't these big, massive villains, and in fact, got applauded by opposition fans. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Is, makes me sick. Me for, for one but, week, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they were singing how they let the country down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but there, uh, was, there was like an acknowledgement. Let's this shit. Like, it's football, that, man. That like, you got to be, like, you got to be mad enough to take it. Up, lads. Like, it was, I think a lot of that. I think the team is a lot more likable in terms of, uh, I mean, bar Harry Maguire. Because um, they're know, all John, Irish. John, that's Stones, right. John Stones isn't, you know, someone that, that, that is particularly offensive. Declan Rice is a favourite for, for most people. I, I wouldn't say, I know uh, one of our listeners um, really doesn't like Mason Mount. Uh, <laughs> but um, Mason Mount isn't exactly offensive. Neither Saka. I think Saka's one that, he's been, Sort of touted as one of the. I mean, Abraham's likable as well. Um, yeah, I mean, Tammy might not make the squad, but yeah. Tammy should be starting. Tammy, yeah. Tammy will make the squad. I, I not. don't think you've Actually, got any... Tammy. By the way, what's been going on with him, Fergal? He's, he's just he's just the main man, isn't he? He's Did you see a... his comments on Mourinho as well? He's like he's the best manager like, I've ever had. Like he's he's brilliant. He's like he's the best, one of the best in the world. Yeah. 
That's what he loves the it. Yeah, he's the, like yeah. it's it's Tammy Abraham. What do you what do you expect? You know, Tammy will definitely be in the squad. He's by far the he's best. He's one um, of the top goal scorers in Europe. Like, how is he, how is he not going to make the squad? Like, he'll definitely be in the squad. Hundred um, percent. You should probably leave it there, lads. Must rambling on a bit. Um, yeah. Well, your prediction <laughs> for England at the World Cup? My prediction. Yeah. Eaten by France. You were like willing us to get beat my, at like every my, opportunity. My, my dad is, is going to the World Cup. Um, what, in Qatar? He, he's going to Qatar. He's uh, me. That last hurrah uh, sort of thing. Um, <laughs> last uh, hurrah? What is he, like in his 80s? Well, he's, in his, he's in his 60s, but he's... Uh, he didn't want to go after that. I think, I think it did kind of dawn on this year. Why doesn't that, he just he, wait four years and like go to the US? So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Give Qatar a miss. You know, what, you know what it is? We've got we've got a relative over there that he can stay there for free. So that's what, in Qatar? Yeah. Blimey. Well, we get everywhere the Osiris. So, I was going to say, like you do get yeah. about clearly. Um, so he, he's he's got free accommodations. That's probably why he's picking to go to this one. But he's uh, he's got he's got the winners of England's group in the round of sixteen versus uh, the the second. So he's like, do you know where he says he's got tickets to that? That they, they haven't announced. They've only done like he's the first the, games. He's got I the think. So he Wherever just, it he is, just bought, he just bought the the round of sixteen. Group is before the group stages, uh, before the groups. Were and it was a Group B winner he, he versus got, got Group ra- A random, runner up. Random, random, yeah, wow. random assortment, and he ended up getting England in, likely to be England versus England. Will cock it up now, mate. They'll come second in the group. Oh. The US will get it. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to say is that obviously I was very negative in the in, in the Euros. And we, so we keep doing it. It worked. That's exactly what I was going to say. I predict us. Um, you predict us to get grouped. One sec. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Pickford will have an absolute howl against the USA. I'm trying to think who would score the goal that Dempsey did. Uh, Weston McKenney. Um... Just to say, if we're going with the parallels, if if we're like looking back on that, it would be Ramsdale. It wouldn't be Pickford because it was like Green came in like from the cold. He was kind of like the second oh, yeah. keeper. He wasn't the first choice. That was the whole big Ramsdale thing at the time. Has the aura, doesn't he? That he oh, mate, can you Ramsdale making that mistake? <laughs> well, no, no, Green. Green <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't. David Do you know James, the thing is? David James. David James came in after, but there was. It was him. It was Joe Hart, and it was Rob Green. But there wasn't really like a first choice. Yeah, Whereas I now, say, I don't think it was. It was. It wasn't set on on who was. No, but the 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 point is, Green hadn't Tell played what, it's many. It's going that way though. Like we have Pickford's the yeah, main true. man, yeah, but like it's, it's it's on the way to not being. I, I would say, Fergal, had Ramsdale not been injured over this last international break, he'd have far better of a chance. I think had yeah. he. I know they're only friendlies, but like the more games he plays in friendlies yeah, with yeah. like his yeah. teammates. The, the better chance he has of playing in the summer or, or in the winter as it is. Yeah. Um, I think if he doesn't play many, then he'll just go with Pickford and it'll be there's another no, two there's years. There's no chance he drops Pickford. I mean, you look at him... No, I don't think so. He, Pickford, honestly, Pickford has to do a halo. Pickford yeah. would have to be chucking him into his own net every week. And, and I think even then it would be a stretch because I just think that he seems to put uh, stock I, in I, those I that Pickford are performed. Have to do it twice. Have to do, have an absolute appalling game twice for England, England as well. I, think, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say, I think yeah. if he had one for England, it would be different. It was like that with Green; he, he made a mistake and he was dropped. And I think if a player makes a mistake in a tournament, sometimes for their own good more than anything, you have to take them out the firing yeah. line because it can then spiral. Especially if you're a goalkeeper, where it is, you know, if you make a mistake, you can't really hide. Um, a lot of it, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, on, on so George pessimistic. Sorry, yeah, pessimistic. Um, have a howler against USA. Obviously, Billy Gilmore doing us a job. Nil uh, nil uh, again, like in the Euros. Iran didn't Iran have that player who tried to do that handstand long throw? This time it's going to work. Uh, and they, it's going Did to you see that? It's, 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 it's going to land on Pickford, and Pickford's going to do that thing he done in the in the Merseyside derby. And, and and instead yeah. of putting it over, he's gonna just drop it into the Tap striker. It onto the, yeah, it, into uh, Iranian um, Divakarigi. Um, but yeah, no, there definitely was like a somersault um, throw in. Um, you should watch it; it's, it's hilarious, and he failed. Was, uh, yeah. My, my my thing is, I feel like I should be more positive about England this time because it didn't work the last time. No, exactly. You need to re- need to change your karma. I, I I need to try and feed your egos th- th- this time round. 
um, and, 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 and get your hopes up and you just, just to have the popcorn ready to see it all just, just disappear. What? Are you going to say the words? Magic words. No, I'm not. I, 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 I can't. I like. Yeah. I, I would. I would turn into. I would just like turn into flames if I if I if I if I said those words. Like Quick, quickly before we finish, who are your favourites for it? Is it France? Would you say if you to predict a winner? Yeah, I I think so. Um, I, I have a sneaky feeling for Brazil. I don't know I, why. I think they're quite well balanced. But then again, like I, everyone said that at the last World Cup, and they sort of they they were pretty poor against Belgium. So, you know, I I haven't really put much thought into it. So, like, I need to I need to have a start. We'll have a preview closest of the time. Today. We'll have a preview yeah. in in November. Yeah. We're we're looking now, way now, ahead. But now at the moment, I'm like, you know, yeah, France, France or Brazil are probably the two better luck ones. You know, Belgium, you know, they were lucky to get a draw against us, so I wouldn't put Belgium on there. I've mm. Belgium for the last four. Oh, he loves Belgium. Do you still so, love Rom? Yeah, I'm going to back. I'll probably back Belgium again just because. It, it, it all hinges on whether they take Lukaku to the World Cup or not. If they leave him at home, I think they've got a chance. If they take him. It, no, if Lukaku a gets a move back to Inter, that's what. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, right, quickly before we finish, uh, Fantasy Roundup, Fergal, what you got for me? Very quick. So. Uh, Ali picked for an hours, got two points. George picked Mount, got two points. Me and uh, Harry, I picked Doherty. You picked Jota. We both got fourteen points. Um, and um, it leaves the uh, table. What's that? I, I didn't pick Jota. Did I mean, I'll Jota? take him. No, I was taking the. Pe- <laughs> So I picked Sterling. I don't know if this kind of throws a spanner in the works, just to kind of give some context to, right. to the listeners. I, 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 we we literally picked these after the Liverpool game had started. Jota had just scored a goal. So I was like, okay, I picked Jota. But I was I only, only joking. I only had a glance. At, I, I, was no, I picked Sterling. I Sterling, got, Sterling got an assist though, didn't he? I think he, he, he got, got an 11 assist. points. Yeah, okay. Not too bad. So it's a minor change, but yeah, yeah. I, put, I pulled bad. a little bit of a fast one there. To be fair, Jota just headed one in. I was like, "Yep, I'll take him." I think I've already picked him as well, so I kind of I broke a couple of rules on uh, on that count. I just uh, read the chat carefully. Enough. Where does that leave the standings, Fergal? Am I off the, the bottom yet? The standings are Harry's still on the bottom. Thirteen points. I um, I've jumped ahead of Ali. Uh, this week, Ali on 138, I'm on 139. Still a good bit in the lead is George on 162. I need <laughs> to pick. I need to. Pick, I need to have a look at the fixtures and pick when I'm going to play my uh, triple captain uh, and choose that carefully. But um, but yeah, I should have played it this week. Doherty would have got me a, a good amount of points, you know. Thank you, fellow Irishman, mate. This is it. Any time I've picked the Irish lads, they've, they, they've got more than a... Oh, who was the one you picked from Norwich? It was just a ridiculous Ida. pick. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Adam Eder. That's because he, he was in good form, and he, and he only would be not in good form now if he, if he wasn't out for the rest of the season. He was doing well. Yeah. Uh, fair crack. Fair shout. Well, I'm still at the bottom. I'm still pretty crap at fantasy. Uh, Arsenal lost to Palace. It's been a pretty miserable night, but uh, I've enjoyed picking the bones of it uh, with you boys. It's been a, a lovely little chat. Bit of, bit of Look, a therapy session. Bit yeah. of a therapy session. We've had a bad weekend uh, with, with our respective teams, but I'm sure next week Tottenham will be back to getting battered. We'll get back to winning ways and everything will be good in the world. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. And we'll, uh, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Cheers.